0: Hello everyone, this is the Written Spoken Podcast. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. The podcast is a curated audio version of the blogs as one being taught and fitly spoken. The podcast also provides other content intended to encourage and refresh you and challenge you to focus on the word the one who spoke this world into existence and became flesh to redeem us if you have listened before welcome back i am your host esther wright In the previous episode, we were invited to let the fact that Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent, and Valentine's Day, which occurred on the same day this year, prompt prayerful reflection on the greatest of loves, God's agape love. Also, we were encouraged to review, through the lens of God's agape love for us, the quality of the other three types of loves in our lives. Specifically, how we are living out the other three types of loves Eros, for those who are married, and Storjay, and Philia, for all of us. In today's episode, our focus is on beholding. The Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John one twenty nine. These words were spoken by John, who the Bible describes as the man sent from God, who came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. The Bible does not tell us how long John had been baptizing in Betabara beyond the Jordan, John 1, 6 and 7 and 28 before Jesus came to be baptized by him. We are told that the day before John made this declaration, he was asked by priests and Levites from Jerusalem, who are you? John responded, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. The Bible records that the next day, after his encounter with those individuals, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We know that John first encountered Jesus when each of them was in their mother's wombs. John could not speak then, But the Bible records that he leaped for joy in the first encounter, Luke 1, 41 and 44. Now here he is some 30 years later in the presence of the Lamb of God again, but this time seeing him face to face. Behold, The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, he declared. I imagine there was both joy and awe in his heart and voice. Behold. What does it mean to behold? To behold is to see or observe a thing or person, especially a remarkable or impressive one. I find synonyms helpful in understanding a word. Synonyms of behold include look at, observe, view, watch, survey, gaze at, gaze upon, stare at, regard, contemplate, inspect, eye, catch sight of, discern, perceive, take note of, pay attention to. Mark, remark, consider, pay heed to. John declared, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Let us substitute some of the synonyms of behold into John's declaration. Look at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Observe the Lamb of God. Who takes away the sin of the world? Stare at the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Contemplate the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Regard the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Pay attention to the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Gaze upon the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Gaze at the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Let us take some time to dig further into several of the synonyms of Behold and apply them to the process of the experience of beholding Jesus, the Lamb of God. I will weave the definitions of the words from the online edition of the Merriam-Webster Dictionary into the process of beholding Jesus, the Lamb of God. First, we want to recognize that to look at the Lamb of God is not about a casual glance. This look must be one of focused attention. Observe. To observe Jesus, the Lamb of God, is to watch him carefully, especially with attention to details or behavior for the purpose of arriving at a judgment. Stare. To stare at Jesus, the Lamb of God, is to look fixedly at him, often with wide open eyes. Contemplate. To contemplate Jesus, the Lamb of God, is to view or consider him with continued attention, to meditate on him. Regard. To regard Jesus the Lamb of God is to pay attention to him, to take him into consideration or account. Gaze to gaze at Jesus the Lamb of God is to fix our eyes in a steady, intent look, often with eagerness or studious attention. The instruction of John is echoed in the lyrics of Helen H. Lamell's hymn, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus." Lamell wrote, "Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face. And she states the beautiful promise, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. The Apostle John states in John 1, 14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We beheld his glory. We beheld his glory. You may be thinking, I cannot physically see Jesus, the Lamb of God, like John the Baptizer or the Apostle John could. So how can I behold him? The primary means by which each of us can behold Jesus is through the Bible, his written word. Jesus himself declares that the scriptures testify of him, John five thirty nine. And after his resurrection, when he joined two of his disciples as they were on the road to Emmaus, sad about his death, and with dashed hopes. Luke 24, 27 records, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. How do we recognize Jesus in the scriptures, you may be asking, especially in the Old Testament. In the article, Where is Jesus in the Old Testament? How to find him on every last page? Evangelist and author Glenn Scrivener shares a framework for how Christ is at the heart of the scriptures. He notes that Jesus is, quote, patterned, promised, and present from Genesis onward end of quote. What are some of the ways Jesus is patterned in the Old Testament? I find the notes of the Schofield Bible eye-opening in this regard. For example, included in the notes on Exodus 25.9, in which God tells Moses about the pattern of the tabernacle, is this statement, quote, in detail, all speak of Christ. End of quote. One example provided was the ark. It notes that, quote, in its materials, acacia wood and gold, the ark is a type of the humanity and deity of Christ. End of quote. The Exodus 2531 note on the showbread identifies the showbread as, quote, a type of Christ, the bread of God, nourisher of the Christian's life. We as priests, by faith, feed upon him. We are fed by meditation on Christ, as in Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. The golden lampstand in the tabernacle, Exodus twenty five thirty one, is identified as, quote, a type of Christ, our light. John one four and nine, John eight twelve, John nine five, shining in the fullness of the power of the sevenfold spirit, Isaiah eleven two, Hebrews one nine, Revelations one four. End of quote. What is one of the ways in which Jesus is promised in the Old Testament? we have only to turn to Genesis 3 15 when he is revealed as the seed of the woman who would bruise the serpent's head. And the promise of Jesus the Messiah, the Lamb of God, is repeated throughout the Old Testament. What is one of the ways in which Jesus is present in the Old Testament? Scrivener notes, Quote, God has always worked in the Trinitarian pattern, from the Father through the Son by the Spirit. He did not begin to be triune. The Father did not begin to need a mediator at Christmas, John 1 1 14. And faith has not changed fundamentally either. Through faith, does not merely resign itself to a divine plan, nor trust detached promises. Fate embraces a promising person. End of quote. Schrevener sums up his article with these words, quote, Jesus unites the Bible. He is not absent from the Old Testament, sitting on the bench." awaiting his fourth quarter winning play. He is the player, coach, manager, directing all things. Throughout the Old Testament, he is the one and only mediator of God Most High, marching purposefully toward his own incarnation. Jesus is Lord. He always has been. End of quote. The song He Is, written by Jeff Sylvie and Geoffrey Keith Benward, poetically shares this truth. Here are some of the lyrics In Genesis, he's the breath of life. In Exodus, the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. Numbers, the fire by night. Deuteronomy, he's Moses' voice. In Joshua, He's salvation's choice. Judges, lawgiver. In Root, the kinsman redeemer. first and second Samuel are a trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's sovereign. Ezra, through and faithful scribe. Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of broken walls and lives. In Esther, he is Mordecai's courage. In Job, the timeless redeemer. In Psalms, he is our morning song. In Proverbs, wisdom's cry. Ecclesiastes, the time and season. In the song of Solomon, he's the lover's dream. He is, he is, he is. In Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. In Lamentations, the cry for Israel. Ezekiel, he's the call from sin. In Daniel, the stranger in the fire. In Hosea, he is forever faithful. In Joel, he's the spirit's power. In Amos, the arms that carry us. In Obadiah, he's the Lord, our Savior. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, the promise of peace. In Nahum, He is our strength and our shield. In Habakkuk and Zephaniah, he's pleading for revival. In Haggai, he restores the lost heritage. In Zechariah, our fountain. In Malachi, he's the son of righteousness rising with healing in his wings. He is, he is, he is. God gives us this beautiful promise in Jeremiah 29:13. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The psalmist King David prayed, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Psalm 119:18. The Holman Christian Standard Bible translates this verse as Open my eyes so that I may contemplate wonderful things from your instructions. Lyrics from a song I learned years ago came to mind after I read these verses. Isn't he wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? Eyes have seen, ears have heard, It's recorded in God's Word. Isn't Jesus, my Lord, wonderful? There is none like Jesus. None more wonderful. Any time spent searching the Scriptures to behold Him is time well spent. John the Baptizer declares in John 1.29, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This season of Lent provides a great opportunity for us to shift our gaze from worthless things, things that we regularly consume, but which provide scant sustenance, to shift our gaze to behold Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, help us to behold you as you are. We can only see you as you are with your help. We need you to heal us of spiritual blindness like you healed blind Bartimaeus. We need you to do a complete healing work for us, as you did for the blind man in Bethsaida. We thank you that because of your finished work of redemption, unlike the Greeks who wanted to see you but had to communicate their requests through Philip and Andrew, we can make our request directly to you. We want to behold you, Lamb of God our high priest and soon coming King. We want to look full in your wonderful face and keep our gaze there. Help us do so, not only during Lent, but all our days. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Scripture verses and links to resources referenced in today's episode will be shared in the episode's description. The next episode of the podcast will air in two weeks on March 10, 2024. I hope you will join me again. Please share and rate this episode and leave a review on the platform where you listen to your podcasts. Reviews help others to discover the podcast. Also, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that you will be notified when future episodes are published. The Written Spoken Podcast is also on Instagram. You can find written excerpts of previous episodes there and the link to the podcast in my bio. The version of my book, Slice Bread, Food for the spirits. Is available on Amazon. I will let you know when other versions of that book become available. As we engage in the ordinary and extraordinary moments of life, may we speak the truth in love. May our words be seasoned with grace. May we remain committed to being deeply rooted in our God and His love may gratitude be our lifestyle